0: Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. In this episode, you'll hear dance educator Mary Wood in conversation with principal dancer Francis Chung. This interview was recorded on March 9th, 2018, before a performance of Liam Scarlett's Frankenstein.
1: Hope you enjoy. We'll get that over with right away. <laughs> um, welcome, everyone. I see people are making their ways to seats, and you know you don't have to be in your ticketed seats right now because you have plenty of time after we finish to uh, run around and stretch your legs before you come back and sit. Um, Welcome to this evening's Meet the Artist interview program. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet, and our artist this evening is certainly no stranger to anyone but i'm delighted to be here with francis chung good evening so i told francis we had two main topics we're going to talk about frankenstein and we're going to talk about the unbound festival because oh my gosh it's getting closer <laughs> um, let's start with Frankenstein. So you um, were really the, the the principal cast when it was premiered last year, and there's just so much so much that you could talk about. But I think probably we'd like to start with. Um, you went to London, and you learned it in London with the original Royal Ballet cast. Everyone knows it's a shared production with the Royal Ballet. So um, kind of start at the beginning. How exciting was that? Um, Hi, everyone.
0: So this was a year ago now? Only a year ago, gosh. Probably more than a year ago when we were... San Francisco Ballet sent Joseph Walsh and I and our ballet master, Felipe Diaz, to London when uh, Liam Scarlett first started choreographing this ballet. And, um, yeah, it was really a collaborative effort. We were in the studios with the principals uh, at the Royal Ballet, and, and there are basically, for my character, Elizabeth, there are four main potadas in this entire ballet. And um, so that was what we were mainly working on um, together. And he was also creating, I think, we were only there for two weeks, and in that moment he was creating the first act. So, um, yeah, we were in there with everyone at the Royal Ballet um, doing all of the... Uh, um, the group scenes and, um, probably one of the most exciting things of my career. I think one of, we joke about this, but that we got these little Royal Ballet ID passes and we were really excited. It was our headshots and the Royal Ballet logo. And, um, yeah, it was such a great collaboration. They made us feel really welcome and, um,
1: yeah, super grateful for the experience. Had you worked with Liam Scarlett, the choreographer, um, in his other works that he had done here?
0: Yeah, I've been in every work of his since he uh, first started choreographing Mm -hmm. here. Um, Hummingbird was our first um, creation together. And uh, I I don't know, we clicked as friends and as a professionals and I admire everything he does, all of the work he puts into his um, choreography and, um, and his movement just feels so natural. And, um, uh, I don't know. Mm. It fits. Yeah. I hate the word organic, (laughs) but it works. I feel really good in his choreography.
1: You worked on, um, what he was setting there. And then I seem to recall it premiered there in May, maybe, and it didn't premiere here until the following winter, Um, well, which was a year ago. Um, So did any... I guess I'm trying to figure out, he must have finished it there. Then when he came here, was there more? Did he do any adapting for our company so
0: when it first premiered in London, um, we made Joe uh, Lauren who you'll see this evening and um, we made the trip out there just to watch the premiere because we were very excited about it and um, uh, I don't, I'm not going to give anything away, but I've never cried so hard in a ballet <laughs> with every act I, um it was just more and more heartbreaking and uh yeah I was Balling
1: <laughs> in the and You very get it all out of your system.
0: Yeah, I guess so, before we uh, tackled it here. But, um, yeah, it's definitely changed and morphed um, since it first premiered at the Royal Ballet. And when it came here, Liam just adjusted everything for us, and um, we made it our own. And I think San Francisco Ballet definitely brings something different to this. And, and I think... I don't know. It seems to suit
1: this audience really well. So. Um, your character, Elizabeth, is um, one of a long line of principal ballerina roles, I think we could call it that, that you do. Um, how does she fit into your repertoire of principals in terms of her character and how you feel when you are approaching dancing her Um, I think this might be
0: the first time, um, well, no, maybe not the first time, but it's a, it was, uh, definitely a different role that I typically do. I'm, uh, I'm naturally more joyful as a person and, and not that she isn't actually in this production, especially in the first act. Um, but it was a role that really allowed me to explore different, um, I don't know, depths of my emotions in a character. So, um, going into it, actually, I, I think I was a little bit scared cause it, um, it, she's quite a mature character. I think she's a bit of a rock for Victor Frankenstein. And, um, I guess it's a a good time for me to tackle this role just in my um, career, at this stage in my career. Uh, But I love... uh, I love doing roles that are kind of polar opposite to my natural personality because... Um, I don't know, I don't get to do any of this stuff in real life. So, um, just the drama and the passion. Uh, my husband and I are very uh, kind of passive and quiet. And so, uh, to do a role like this, it really, I don't know, brings something out of me that, um, yeah, I don't normally
1: get to experience in real life. Right. As a character, that's, thank you for all that. Dance wise, This is, of course, Liam's choreography, which is not pettipa. Many of the lead roles you've done are tutu ballets. And um, I believe you've done Juliet, haven't you? No, you haven't. Shoot. (laughs) Well, okay. I was trying to um, imagine you doing a role that is not a tutu part. So this is really the first non-tutu lead that you've done. Is that correct? I, can't I mean, not counting all of the yeah. the neoclassic roles and contemporary roles. You do a lot of contemporary parts, a lot of contemporary dance. Um, the, dan- the choreographers choose you. They love you. Uh, do you think that um, there is that element in Frankenstein that Liam has used in his more contemporary works? Do you think the, chore- the actual technique that you have to... Pull out is more like the contemporary ballets, am I wording that very well yeah, that
0: makes sense um, I think this the production of Frankenstein is um, what am I trying to say i mean it 's a period piece it 's uh, liam really follows the novel mary shelley 's original novel, um, and so the style of all of the costumes down to, um, the hairstyles and, um, the stage sets. It's very much, um, a period piece and you can see in all the details. Um, but, um, and I think it's great because you get to lose yourself in a world that's, um, yeah, just completely different and separate. But as the ballet progresses, um, it's like the sets and the costumes kind of um, they morph into something a little bit more modern, as the character Victor Frankenstein, the main character in this ballet, kind of slowly starts to lose his mind and so by the third act um, there 's really just one simple white staircase it's uh, the costumes are a little bit more um, modern. Um, slash uh, just outer worldly. It's more um, uh, less um, uh, period and more into this like wild world of where Victor Frankenstein's mind is going. Um, Where was I going with this?
1: More modern choreography. Ah
0: yes. And so choreographically I think that also reflects. It's yeah, all of it really is. I, in my mind, anyway, the whole production is really a reflection of what Victor Frankenstein is going through and how his mind is working. And um, my, I think well, I've watched this ballet a million times, and I, Liam also encouraged it as we um, were working. The first year, but also this year, it was very important for us to always be in rehearsal, whether we were dancing or not. Um, really, just to think about uh, where we were, how we were developing our characters, and how the story was developing. And I think the more time, every time I watch it, you see the transitions differently, and you see how. Um, uh, there are a lot of details, I think, that you may miss just the first time watching because there's so much happening. And I know for a fact that Liam Scarlett has really thought about um, every tran- transition choreographically, how the sets work. And a lot of it is very simple. Like there's a scene in the first act where it transitions from the university to a tavern. And, um, you know, some people have said, do we need another tavern scene and a full-length ballet? And maybe it's a little bit backwards, but I feel like in that actual moment, Victor Frankenstein is out and he's thinking about his creation and he's losing his himself in to, uh, creating this creature and, um, it's so it's so quick. the scene changes, and uh, what a better place for you to really realize immediately that he has no interest in anything that's going on in, in a tavern and there's you know women and some sensual movements, and he 's just completely focused on uh, his book which is a symbol of... It's a symbol that continues throughout the ballet. You'll see this red notebook. And, um, yeah, I don't know. There are so many details, and I want to go through all of them, but <laughs> that's just one um, example.
1: Here's one. Um, you, you will read, if you read your very excellent program notes, uh, that the choreography for a pas de deux that you do with Victor is essentially the same movements as the pas de deux that you do toward the end of the ballet without giving anything away. Everybody knows how it ends, but, well, anyway. Not well. Um, <laughs> no. Um, with the creature. And I think you really probably have to see it several times in order to appreciate that that's the same choreography because it, feel, it looks so different. Does it feel different? You're doing the same steps, but once with Victor and then with the creature.
0: Um, yeah, it, it definitely feels different and it doesn't feel like you're doing the exact same step, but it kind of uh, lends this, I don't know, it helps, um, the story evolve. And, um, for me, I guess my body's doing the same thing, but it's in such a different manner that, um, I mean uh, in the beginning you do one step and it in the beginning is the only moment where you're there's pure joy cuz Victor and Elizabeth fall in love um and in the end I, my whole body actually I just performed it last night it really it, it, it starts convulsing and uh, when you're dancing with the monster it's um a, I don't know. I kind of have like an all outer outer body experience, and actually, a funny note. Last night it was so great and so intense, and like I said before, I love doing parts that are you know so uh, completely out there. And and uh, spoil alert: Elizabeth dies, and uh, and uh, she is, and and just that freedom of like flailing around on stage is really is is amazing but um yeah funny moment last night Vitor threw me to the ground and I think I got a back adjustment because I heard my whole back just crack from like neck and you don't feel it in the moment but I, I feel it now I feel it today Do you feel much better today is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah all that to say it may be the same steps but uh you know everything about it is different
1: Okay. Um, I don't know that that's a segue, but I really want to be sure that we do talk about um, the Unbound Festival of New Works and the works that you're in, and uh, it's been really interesting to talk to all the different dancers about that really intense experience of learning the 12 new works. Most of you, I think, by now are aware that um, there are 12 choreographers, and there were... there is a limited number of time. They're only, you know, 24 hours in a day. And you and a company of 80 dancers. So the company was divided into three, let's call them teams. Um, What team were you on? Which four choreographers did you get to work with? So my choreographers were Stanton
0: Welsh, uh, Chris Wieldon, Dwight Roden,
1: and Trey McIntyre oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so different the same, Contra- compare and contrast
0: oh gosh um, I think I'll s- just start by saying having been in this company for a very long time Helgi's set me up to uh, learn choreography and work with choreographers and enjoy the process uh, all at the same time so this, even though it's uh, many many new works for me, it's almost just like a continuation of what I do here, or even and I guess to the next level. But um, uh, I don't know. Let's see. I've never worked with Trey McIntyre or Dwight Roden, so um, and I have with Chris and and Stanton and. Um, so with Chris and Stanton it was kind of um, you know it's nice to be familiar with someone and then also to be comfortable and kind of know what you're getting into even though Chris Wheeldon, I think is has explored um, kind of new movement and uh, is tr- has tried to do something very different than what he typically does so I think that will be interesting um, but uh, I'll talk about Dwight Roden because there's a video out right now of uh the work that ask about the videos yeah together. films so there's four films um kind of trailers previews of what's to come uh in the New Yorks Festival and one of them is called Let's Begin at the End which is the title piece for Dwight Roden's uh new ballet um it he's he came with his assistant Clifford, and it was the experience was a, quite overwhelming actually. Because up until the last day, we were learning new choreography. So he had finished the ballet, and then every day he would just, you know, change it. You would learn more choreography, he would take something out and then inject something else you learned. So for the three weeks we had with him my mind was a bit of a it was a little mushy (laughs) but um challenging in the best way possible he was so encouraging and um just yeah kind of pushed us to the limit and um i think the video kind of reflects that process a little bit it's a really fun video we filmed it um in Oakland at a warehouse,
1: and um, I think the project is really cool. <laughs> I know that all of the fi- the four films are available on Facebook. I'm not 100% sure if they are on the company website. I would imagine they are. Does somebody know? They're on YouTube. I know that much. Okay. Go to the YouTube channel. <clears throat> um, the, the decision was made that film would be made of four of the pieces, and but to take you out, to take you somewhere. And and a cinematographer did really amazing work. So um, the other works, I know um, Annabelle Lopez Ochoa's work is filmed. I can't remember the other ones. Uh, Kathy Marston and uh, King, the new King. Alonzo King, that's right. Right. Um, For those of you who have come in since we started. Um, I'm having a wonderful conversation with Francis Chung, who um, alternates the role of Elizabeth in Frankenstein, and we're talking about the Unbound Festival. And just to remind you that if you go to the Ballet's website, go to the Explore tab, and you will find a long list of um, really interesting... Events that are taking place around the Unbound Festival. In fact, the Unbound has its own little tab, I think. So um, be sure that you're aware of all of the interviews and conversations and presentations and films and videos that are out there about Unbound. Um, We also like to make sure that the audience has a chance to ask questions. Are you up for questions? Of course. So um, at this point, I'll entertain a question. I think you said what? What are Francis's favorite Liam Scarlet ballets? Fearful Symmetries, Hummingbird. Um, talk about Liam's non-full-length ballets, and do you have a favorite? Um.
0: Hmm. I guess Hummingbird has a special place in me, mainly because that was the first time I worked with Liam. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's a three-act, um, three-movements, a uh, short uh, kind of non-story ballet. And um, uh, I think it was special, and it's probably one of my favorite ballets because it... Um, I don't know. I guess in my career, everything that's important to me is is um or that has importance to me is because it has helped me grown as an artist and hummingbird mm, it taught me how to be playful on stage in a way that I hadn't felt before. And it, I danced with Gennady, who has now retired and is a director at Atlanta Ballet. But in, uh, there's something about our relationship that, uh, I don't know, I felt some sort of maturity in creating that and dancing that role. And um, yeah, one of my favorites.
1: The question is How do you prepare emotionally for works that are contemporary, works that are the Tutu ballets, this which is a little bit of a combination? Um, is that good enough? Okay. Um, this is
0: not necessarily just emotionally, but I think with a classical ballet, a ballet that has stood the test of time, that every ballerina either dreams of doing or has done, um, there's some weight to that. And so I guess with those ballets, I do a lot of uh, studying, uh, you know, ballerinas in the past, I'll watch all of those videos. Um, With something like Frankenstein that's never been done before, um, I guess there's weight to that too, because you have to be the person that brings something special to it. Um, Liam really gave us the tools, I think, to um, prepare us for this emotionally. Um, All the steps are choreographed to the music, and he was very specific about a lot of things, which is interesting. For the first year, um, I think we really you know, hung on to all of those instructions. And I think this season we kind of allowed ourselves to explore the characters more because now all the steps are in our bodies. You don't have to think about the musicality as much. The music now informs you of what the steps are, and it all just comes naturally. So you get to, in a way, play with the characters and kind of play with the details and how you're going to, even down to, like, how you're going to tilt a head or
1: how you're going to approach a kiss. Or um, So, yeah. How old were you when you saw your first ballet and what turned you on to... Ballet, and what made you say this is what I want to do?
0: Um, you know, I'm—I think I'm a little bit different. I think I'm more of a bunhead now than I ever used to be when I was a child. Like, the more I'm in this, the more mm, I spend more time engaging in all things ballet whereas when I was a kid I think I really just wanted to move I couldn't sit still so that's what drew me to dance and not necessarily watching a show or seeing a performance whereas now I'll go and watch all the performances I can and I think as a child it was more just you know being in the studio and running around and feeling free. What was the first ballet you saw? Do you remember? It was National Ballet of Canada. They were in Vancouver on tour doing Swan Lake.
1: That, that's a good one for a first one. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you may have just heard them holler half hour, and that's our signal that we have to wrap up. So I want to just repeat that um, we've been having this wonderful conversation with Francis Chung. Thank you for giving us the time this evening. Thank you, everyone. And I encourage you all to have, um, well, I know you'll has, enjoy isn't necessarily the right word. I want you to really appreciate this evening's performance. It will be spectacular. And we look forward to seeing you throughout the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. For other podcasts and audience engagement programming, please check out sfballet.org slash explore.